May I now say this is Pastor Tanya the affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been an awesome and enlightening and also interesting week thus far. But God is still on the throne. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I am so grateful and thankful for him being on the throne, being the one that is in control of everything. And I wanted to kind of come on here and let you know that no matter what the situation is called, you still got to be able to live it. What do you mean, Pastor? Live the way that God expects for us to live. Also, hold not your tongue when you see the evil that people do. And when I say that is because we are living in the times where so many people will prefer a lie than to be able to pursue the truth. And I'm learning that every time that someone is telling the truth, that you can feel it. But then some of us that are not living in God, that are not of God's children, will prefer to hear a lie instead of the truth. And I was going and I was like, man, it's, 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 it's boggling, it's mind boggling that you would hear so much of a desert with the truth now. And so many people want to sit here and spin it in so many different scenarios, different ways and having to honestly sit there and knowing that the color is blue, but they would sit there and say, no, it's definitely red. I have to, I have to talk myself into things that are not true. Oh my goodness. Let me say this. It has become such a rare occasion to meet the truth and to know and hear the sound of it. It becomes so crystal clear, crystal clear that we're living in a time where people prefer to not even be spoken of, of what they're doing, but yet and still, they want you to concentrate on what you're doing and not being able to sit there and address the entire situation. Now, what I'm going to talk about today is building a firm foundation. I know that we have so many different buildings, carpet, masonry, what have you. And I'm looking at how many times people use stone and they are using gravel and some are using uh, straw and some are using clay with the straw and some are using simply brick and then trying to patent it so that the elements won't come in once the building has been established. But also too, at the same time, you can take it into the spiritual realm. And it was honestly put to me, how much of us are building our foundation in the word and in our way of thinking and mind processing towards God? How are we able to sit there and just giving him not just a little bit of us, but a whole lot of us. And he gives you time. Oh, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I thank you, Holy Spirit. He gives us time. And I was listening and I was looking at 
uh, one of uh, a dear friend of mine, and I was looking at how some of the things that they had to go through, and it, it was, you know, brought to me my condolences to uh, Pastor Burton and his family towards one of his loved ones had passed away. And I wanted to say, you know, pray for him and his family. And also at the same time, pray for everyone that has suffered a loss. It has been a huge burden on their mindset and also on how to be able to function after the loss, after the grief. We don't get to sometimes give that person or that individual time to go through the process of being able to understand the person is no longer there. So I wanted to also just express and be concerned about how we are able to sit there and go through life, but we have to honestly sometimes be able to see the materials that we've been given by God and sometimes even the materials that God lets Satan test us with. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I was looking and I was reading and also I've been able to observe like some of the the stories that I've heard also is that you have that one, that mule. And because the farmer didn't want the mule anymore, he thought that he was worthless. Uh, he start, uh, he wanted to bury him alive. And he wanted to sit there and the mule was in the hole and, you know, he didn't understand everything or so we thought. But as soon as the farmer was going and putting the dirt over him, do you understand the reality that some of us don't realize is that God talks through that mule and God can talk through anyone, even animals, just to get his point across. So the mule start realizing that this person is throwing dirt on me, so I'm going to shake it off. Ooh, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. And as he is shaking it off and he's packing it down, and the before too long, he was always, the farm was continuously just you know, with the dirt just going and, and, you know, dumping it. And he was just shaking it off, shaking it off and packing it down, packing it down. Up until that he was able to get out of the hole because of how much dirt was put on him. And yet and still, he kept shaking it off. And he kept packing it down with his hooves. And he was able to get out of the hole. And he looked at the farmer and he left. But he understood at that moment, the farmer was saying that his limitations that he put on an animal should not be. But he had to understand that God gave him the good sense to know that his life wasn't over. Y'all, let me tell you something. When the system, when the enemy, when society, when people tell you that you are not going to go anywhere. You need to understand that God has already spoken over your life. So I'm telling you so many different things that you have. And I, let me go ahead and let me jump back because I'm getting too happy on this. I'm getting too full on this one. 
Because the juiciness of it is that God gives us the materials that we need. All we need to do is build it and take the materials that he's given us, the raw materials, whether we're out in the sun, in the cold, in the rain, and we still like that, that mule that we have to shake it off and use it to pack it down. Oh my God. Like I'm getting ahead of myself. But it says in Hebrews, in the third chapter and the fourth verse, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for every house, and this is the King James Version, is built by some man. Come on now. But he that builds all things is God. Let me tell you something. For every house is built by some man, and they mean mankind. And don't you understand that even though I am in a two-story house, the original builder or carpenter or masonry had to be able to have the fortitude to make the blueprints and the plans for this house. And then he had to go to the mason or the carpentry in order for them to have the bricks be built. And then at the same time as they're both doing that, then someone else had to come in and be able to fortify the land through a barbed wire or through fences or through a gate and sometimes electric or either sometimes manual, but they had to be able to come together to form this house. Let me tell you something that when you have God and it says it down also, let me get, let me, let me start telling you, but he that bill of all things is God. Let me tell you something that whether you are building your house with the Elohim, El Shaddai, the Rapha, the true woman and man of God needs to understand that if we build it with him and it's eternal, it's going to be able to stand no matter what. And I'm not just talking about the physical. Come on now, I'm talking about the spiritual too. See, sometimes while you're down here and you are God's temple, you're going to be able to have the elements. Sometimes you're going to be in the rain. Sometimes you're going to be in the cold. Sometimes you're going to be in the heat and you're going to be able to sit there and you're going to be sweating. You're going to be able to sit there and understand what it is to work and what it is to labor. But God is setting you on a path in order for you to be built differently. And I say that because God has been able to put his stamp of approval on me because I was built differently. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, the Ford trucks and the Toyotas and all these different places of cars and the muscle cars and all of those ones, the ones that were back in the days, and they would not put their seal of approval on them unless they've been tested. Oh my God, and sealed and inspected. That means God had to be able to come in and be the head carpenter, the head mason over your life in order for you to see if that house is going to stand, if that car is going to be able to be drivable, which is you. He's going to be able to sit there and say, wait a minute, I brought the manual. I built you. I knew what was going on with you in your mother's womb. That's Jeremiah. That's in the Bible. But you need to understand that when you sit there and you don't sit there, you neglect all that the manufacturer has been able to put in you. And you don't even read the examples. You don't even read the you don't even read 
the manual on how to operate, which is your Bible. How are you going to be able to be built with a firm foundation? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, every time that a man builds something, whether it is good or bad, it has to be able to have a source to go to. And nine times out of 10, God built it first. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God built it. He was the OG. He was the original carpenter for our souls, for our makeup and our body work, for the subconscious and the conscious, for everything that we have and of our being. Whether you like it or not, God is the main source. It is not Buddha. It is not Islam. It is not anyone else but him. Now, I'm going to say this and let me calm down because it's been good. Don't you know that every time that you have been able to go through something, heartache, frustration, losses, whether it is physical or mental or physical or spiritual, you go through addictions, depressions, manipulations, so many different things that are mental or physical. God, built you differently to go through it. And then at the same exact time, God builds you differently so that you can give your testimony, so that you can be able to cooperate and also manifest something else in someone else. Y'all don't hear me though. Everybody's life is totally different, but the one common factor that we have is that God set us there. Ooh, come on now. God was able to get us through. How do you think I got here? I've been through where people in my family fully had sit there and made sure that I was stacked against me. The, the elements were stacked against me on purpose. Had me in cars that when the engine didn't suffice, but then the train was coming and the person that was drinking was fully drunk. Come on now. And don't you know, while the light was ding, 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 and you hear the train coming, don't you know that God had to crank that car up while I'm in the back? And don't you know that when I've been in car accidents and having my children and my husband in those accidents and having so many people sit there and serve me poison and having these different ailments, but it did not affect me and I got to be able to be protected. Don't you know when you build your house with God and all of the things that he gives you, and all the things that the enemy, Satan, sits there and he throws at you, be like the mule and shake it off and put it, your hooves, put it down and pack it down. And before you know it, you're out of that hole. And God is being able to be uplifted and also preserved in you. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, Certain people can sit there and say whatever they want to say about you, but your character, because it's built differently, because you ain't hanging out with all of them, because your mind and your heart is suddenly so much so shifted. 
they want what you want. They see what you have and they are willing to sit there and go to a medium or go to someone that is not a God just to obtain what you have. And all they have to do is simply sit there and say, God, please forgive me. Y'all don't hear me though. See, I didn't get this way from just sitting there and being on my hands and my knees and then sitting there and serving someone else. No. I didn't get that when I was going to the club. I didn't get that when I was sitting up there having sex out of marriage. I didn't get that when I'm sitting here and doing whatever I wanted to do. No, it's only until I changed and I was able to understand that the house that I was living in wasn't the house that God needed me to be in. So I had to sit there and put the for sale sign on that house and say, look, my home, I'm talking about my spiritual man. Come on now. That home is not mine anymore. And I had to sit there and sell that house because I didn't want to live there anymore. I wasn't paying any more rent to the enemy. The enemy had to learn and understand that I've been sealed by the blood of Jesus and that I've been anointed and, and having appointed of God. And I had to be able to be covered underneath Jesus' blood. And I had to be able to let them know that the Holy Spirit was dwelling in this temple. So I can't go back. Do you understand? See, that house was full of death and destruction and pain and misery and hurt and just so much of animosity. I mean, the tension can be hurtful to the ones that are trying to come up and out of all the mess. And you can say, well, pastor, you talking about something that can be physical, but also spiritual. Let me tell you something that when, whether it is on earth is in heaven and what is done on this earth is translated into heaven. So when I tell you that the spirituality also can become a reality in the natural, don't you know things manifest because sometimes we simply open our mouths and sometimes we simply close our mouths when we're supposed to open them. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, life and death, and I keep saying this, is in the tongue and God keeps telling me that if we build a firm foundation in him, that when every time that the wind blows, that we're not shaken by the wind. We're not worried about the cold because we know how to be able to sit there and fortify the home when it's cold and put on extra blankets and put some more clothes on us. And, and then at the same time, when it's summertime, we know how to be able to go and get some really good juices. And I'm talking about the natural stuff. I'm not talking about the organic stuff. I'm talking about the strawberries and the bananas and um the sometimes the 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 blueberries and just the papaya and the fruit and we have jackfruit here. And don't you know that you can go and squeeze those out and put them in the refrigerator and and put lollipop sticks in them? in order for you can be able to freeze them. And sometimes with a banana, you can put on some chocolate on it and you can be able to put a stick into it and make it a popsicle, just a natural resource. That's something good for your soul. 
and it's very healthy for you. And don't you know that every time that you are building, not just your temple, which is the Holy Spirit is dwelling in, don't you know that you won't even want to sit there and you already know the housewives of this and this is coming on. That's, that's just mess. You can identify when it's something that the eyes are like, wait a minute, hold up. That is not of God. Okay, let me scroll. Let me keep going. Or let me, when somebody says something, then you sit there and you perk up and you tell them, no, that, no please don't say that. That's, fly, that's blaspheming. Do you understand that you, you, you start perking up and you start hearing what's going on and you don't want to accept what's going on. And I have to ask God to forgive me because sometimes I have to quicken myself. Because I know what it says in the word of God. I know what the person just said. And I have to sit there and say, God, please forgive them for what they just said, Lord. They don't understand. And sometimes these the, the children that embolent or have their parents as an example, they will say things out of their mouths that they should not say. Do you understand the reality of just being able? To have the firm foundation. And it's not just for you. It's for your children. It's for your spouses. It's for your fiance. It's for the people that live and dwell in your home. Don't you know that every time that you develop a habit. That it stays with you and your children. It goes down to generation after generation after generation. Don't you understand that when you are sacrificing so much of your time, of your effort, so much of the things that you need for the wisdom that you have in God, that you go and you study the word of God, that you pray, that you meditate, that you preach, that you teach, you're still teaching and your children are looking at you. They're looking at what you're going to do. They're looking at you to see about developing a relationship with God. They're looking, they're learning. See, we didn't get that development of how to develop a relationship with God. We didn't get that you have to be in the prayer closet. And sometimes even when you're just by yourself, that sometimes you just need to talk to God in the car, or wherever you are. Do you understand that it takes time? And I, and I understand how my oldest, and I know she's going to kill me, but she was like, I'm jealous of Enoch because you know that's God's favorite. And I said, well, God, he loved Enoch so much that he took him because of the relationship that he had with Enoch. Enoch was able to just sit there and have fellowship and walk with him and talk with him every day. Just, just to be able to sit there and say, you know what, let me go ahead and call God up. God, come on, let's go walk. Or God would say, hey, Enoch, let's go walk. Let's go fellowship. Let's talk. Let's talk about when the beginning I created. I'm just saying that's God, not me, okay? That he created the heavens and the earth. That when he was able to form the dust of the earth, how many days was that? That he was able to see what was man and how Adam and Eve had fellowship with him and walked with him. How he had some personal, intimate times with them. I understand 
we have to be on this earth and we have to be able to work and we have to, if we don't work, we don't eat. That's in the word of God. And I understand that. But you know what? In those quiet times, in those wee hours in the morning or sometimes at nighttime, God said, I miss my time. Do you ever get that? Do you ever get that whisper? I miss my time with you. My child, I miss my time with you. Where have you been? I miss that time with you. Where are you? I miss my time with you. Saints, if y'all don't get that, I don't even know if you even listening because God is calling. It's part of being the firm foundation, having an intimate relationship with him, talking to him, letting him know what's going on. And sometimes I would just be talking, say, God, did you see what's going on? These children, this and this and this. I would tell them, you know, all this, how I hurt and how the pain and how the misery. And I would just talk and talk and talk. But the second thing I want to tell you is that do you stop talking and just listen to God for a response, for a pause? Just for him to sit there and say, you know what, my child, I need you to go here. I need you to go there. I need you to be up here and I need you. I need you. Go talk to that woman over there. She may need you. Go go talk over there. And I, I need you to talk to them because this is what's going on with them. And I would like to see if they'll be able to pray because they've been asking. Go talk to this person because they have questions about what I've been doing and you've been reading your word and you've been studying it. So can you please be able to answer that for them? Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. That's building your foundation with God. And the reality check is, is that we don't do that. I say we because guess what? I'm still learning to do that. I am not so high and mighty and no godly good. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I am not that holy and high and mighty that I'm no earthly good to God. That I don't want to sit here and say, wait a minute, God, you do want me to do what? You want me to say what? You want me to go where what? And, and uh-uh. Y'all better understand. God is trying to tell you. Stop and pause sometimes and know who I am. Recognize who God is. Stop and pause. Stop and sit there and say, wait a minute, you know what? God, you were right. And at the same as that time when he brings stuff back to your remembrance, especially the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, sit there and say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that back to my remembrance. Because guess what? Some people say, you know what? 47, I say, you know what? I'm seasoned. Yes, I forget things, but don't you know, I thank you, Lord, for bringing those things back to my remembrance, Holy Spirit having it within me. Now, let's go back. And honestly, trust me, someone, I know this is not in my notes. So please understand that's God. It is not me. I'm, I'm only here as his mouthpiece. I'm only here to do what he says do because all of us got to go home. I'm talking about all of us have to go see him. And I don't want to be one of those that sit there and say, you know what? I didn't give you time, God. I did, you know, I did not sit there and not give you some of my life, all of my life, I would say. 
to do what you say do and give you the talents that I need to be able to pursue. Now it says in Psalms 127th chapter and the first verse, except the Lord builds the house. Come on now. And this is Solomon talking. Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that built it. Except the Lord keep the city. Come on now. The watchman watcheth, waketh, but in vain. Let me say that one more time in the for the people in the back. Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that built it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. Do you understand that when God is the center point of your whole entire being, and it makes me giddy, giddy meaning laughing, ha ha, not just ha ha, but happy, that in so many words that when they did Peter's cathedral, he became literally the center of the whole entire church. And when they built his temple or his resting place, he became the center point of all the balance of that whole entire church. And so when God raises us up and it says in, in revelations that the dead in Christ shall rise first, don't you know what's going to happen to that center point is that Peter is going to come alive and he's going to be able to go up and be caught up with to meet God and, and that establishment will be gone. Are you building the foundation that God has given you? Or are you tearing it down? Are you letting people come in and take bits and pieces of your own carpentry that God has given you, the bricks and the mortar, and or either the enemy or society or whoever that you let come in and you let them take the brick, you let them take the straw or the metal, whatever your house is built upon, you let them take it. And then at the same exact time, you don't even know how to be able to fortify it once the bricks are gone. You start stumbling. You start reading your word. You, you stop meditating. You stop shabaking God. You stop. You stop. You pause and you hold. And then you sit there and you ask God, what's going on, God? Why am I feeling drained? Because you haven't read my word. This is what God is saying. You haven't studied to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's in Timothy. You haven't sat there and said, if the door shall be knocked, that you will be able to open it. This is what, and you haven't even knocked on, you haven't even knocked and let God come in. Here, let me rephrase. You haven't even let God come in. And it says it in the word of God that if you know that God is knocking, why won't you let him in? Why won't you, when he sits there, he says, my child, I need to come in and I need to sit with you. But you don't even want to open up the door. 
Is it because you're too greedy? Is it because you're too busy? Is it because you have all of these responsibilities? Is it because you don't think that you are adequate enough to be able to be in God's camp? Is it because you suffer so many mental and physical abuses to disorders to all of these things? Is it because, come on now, is it because you lack the wisdom? Is it because you sit there and you say, I am young. I don't have to be able to go and seek God. I can do it when I'm young. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. But see, that's the thing is that do you understand? That in these times right now, the young are being taken much more than the old. Do you understand that I've seen so many of celebrities, so many people that are under the age of 27, famous people that have been lost due to alcohol or drugs or any type of sacrifice because of someone else wanting to be famous and keep what they want from the enemy. What am I talking about? Human sacrifice. I'm talking about the things that we think is supposed to be a natural cause and it really wasn't. And I'm going to say this and I'll go further is that people need to understand that things are not what they seem. And God is telling you that people are doing things and all of the witchcraft and all of these different conjurings and all these different things that are coming up in the world. And you see so many people are dying haphazardly, prematurely. What have you built have you built and who is your maker? And did you honestly go by the blueprint? And if you did not go by the blueprint and you've changed that the person that you had before, the God that you had, and now is a different God, you need to go back to your first love. Oh, that's what's the worst is. I have to check myself daily because I can be wrong. I can be so wrong and yet I can honestly sit there and miss the mark because I am not pure. I am not holy. I am not self-righteous. I am not. Oh, let me, let me. No, no. These are the things that people would tell, would say. I've heard them. Well, I, I have so many excuses. Why not? I shouldn't do this. Why I should, and you know, I should be able to go here and go there. You make time. I've seen it where carpenters and masonry and the blueprints and all of these different people come in, landscapers, all of this come in and hours go by, days go by before the, sometimes the framework to the finished product is done but the laborers have to be able to sit there and constantly and consistently know who the creator was and go by the blueprint in order for those tasks to get done adequately 
Let me say this for the people in the back. There is only one way to God and that's through Jesus. It's not any other way. I don't care whoever else is preaching to you about it. It says it in the word of God that the only begotten son, which is Jesus, he is the only way, the truth and the life. No one else can come by the father unless it's through him. Please understand, we have so many lies out there, so many misconceptions about who God is and who his son is and how the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit is. And this is something that you need to know. Number three, know who the father is, who the son is, which is Jesus and who the Holy Spirit is. All of them in the Trinity working as one to help you. The father, which is God, is the Elohim of all. Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. His son, Jesus, came and died on the cross for us, 42 generations. And then when he left, he left us with the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. He is. They are all in one. And I cannot live without any of them. And to deny God and deny his son and deny the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, that's death for you. Saints of the Most High and the ones that are not saved, I'm telling you, you only have one way to heaven. And that is knowing and for asking for forgiveness and going and giving your life over to God through Jesus, and then obtaining life and life more abundantly. We're not going to always be in this body. We're going to have to transition from this earth to a heavenly one, whether it is in Shiloh or in heaven. It is your choice. Now, I'm going to say this also, too. When I said about the cracks, do you understand that when I said about life and death is in the tongue, God was saying that also, too, and it's in the word of God, that if you say to that mountain, mountain, be removed, and you have the faith of the size of a mustard seed, don't you know that mountain will move because God is living in you? And doing what you need to do for God, he will move mountains, he will move people, he will move Congress, he will move the Senate, he will move countries and nations just on your behalf. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. He will move schools, he will move universities, he will move the mindsets of your enemies. And it says that he will be able to prepare a table in front of your enemies and that he will see that. Y'all, come on now. Do you understand that you need to speak life? You need to reclaim what God has already spoken over you and tell the enemy you need to bring it back. Do you understand that every time that you have been in a war and in a battle, don't you know they say that we have booty to be able to claim? 
That means that you have to be able to have the assets to come back to you. The fortification to understand that I get revenue coming back. Whether it is monetary, whether it is spiritual, but I know for a fact it's mostly spiritual. I need that back. I need my peace back. I need my home back. I need my family back. I need my certification of my mind and my heart back. I need my spirituality to go back to God and do what he says do. I need it back. I need back my finances to be prosperous in God. I need, come on now. See, everything that you have been able to fight with and fight against and all of these things that the enemy is taking, no, you better go. And when you go and you battle with these things, let them be made known that God said, you cannot have it. I take it by force. Y'all don't hear me though. My hands have been able to be changed and be able to learn how to war. That's in the word of God too. See, some of y'all think that, you know, Christianity and we're saved, we're supposed to be punks. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. God is sitting there and making me mighty and mighty in battle and mighty in so many different ways that even sometimes I don't even have to say anything. I just have to sit there and tell God in my mind and in my heart, you speak the word God. Y'all don't understand that, that the, even the thoughts, the very thoughts that even when you cannot even speak, don't you know the Holy Spirit comes in and gives it utterance? He comes in and he takes over when I don't even know what to pray for. When I don't even know the heartbreak and the heartache, what to do and say, and he takes over. Oh, that's, that's something. Even with the moaning and the groaning and my heart sits there and I said, I, I don't know what to do. God is breaking into two and the Holy Spirit comes and he takes over. Y'all, I, I, I just, I'm telling you. Mm. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Lord, he wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. And I don't know who this is for, but God just wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Do you understand that the things that we go through either makes us stronger and can kill you if you let it? And it says it in Luke 14 and 28 verse. For which of you intend to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. For which of you intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Do you understand that being able before I sit here and I talk to you, I need to be able to sit there and talk to God first. And I need to be able to study 
and I need to be able to grasp and I need to be able to solidify. That means to be able to seal it and understand and comprehend what I'm telling you so I can give it to you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's a process I got to go through. I got to be able to sit there and make sure that I'm hearing from God and I know what God's voice is telling me. And it's the adequate down to the earth, down to the letter or to the T, what he's telling me. And then at the same exact time, even if it convicts me, I need to understand, let me have that conviction to watch over me so that when I give it to you, I know how you feel. I know the pain, what you've been going through. And I still sit there and I tell you in love, this is not what we should be doing. This is what we need to be doing. This is what, how it should be for us. Not pious, not, 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 not like I'm up here and you're down there. No, 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 ma'am. No, sir. Like we're in it together. Because every time that I get a word from God, it hits me first before I got to give it to you. It always does because I'm human like you are. I make mistakes like you are. I sin not on purpose, just like you do, but also at the same exact time, both of us need to come to an agreement and say, you know what? Let me go and repent and say, Lord, Father, I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus, please forgive me for all the things that I've done known and unknown, seen and unseen, so that I can get back into alignment with you. Simple, simply put. Now, what they're saying about, if you have not been able to count the cost, there is monetary, there is labor, finding the labor, the personnel, the, the different aspects of the personnel, the, all of that. And then having the appliances to come in and the furniture and all of these things have to come. That's money. You need to count what's going on. Not just that, the time. Also, the planning, the, the, the maneuvering, the if you need trucks or if you need a, a cement blocks and all these different things. If you if you need brick or what type of brick and what type of glass in front of the house, is it coming from Italy or is it coming from Spain? Is it coming from, you know, different parts of, of the world? Is the carpenters coming from Germany or are they coming from Holland or, or coming from Denmark or wherever they're coming from? Y'all don't hear me though. See, there's a whole lot of things that you have to be able to maneuver and plan, uh, be objective and subjective to what all these, and then sometimes you have delays. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Because the enemy doesn't want your house to be fully, fully compact and, and compartmentalized and done into an excellent viewpoint that when they come into your house it's in awe or in in so much grandeur and then God can be able to come in and manifest everything that he wants in you but don't you know that delay can be a blessing and not a curse it's how you are able to look at it every time the enemy comes up against me I have to sit there and say it's a blessing because I'm getting elevated let me say that one more time for the people in the back. 
When the enemy comes up against you, buffets you so much hard that you losing bricks, that you losing a little bit of stability and you wavering and tilting. And don't you know, he thinks that you don't know what you're doing, but you've already seen the blueprint that God has given you. And he's giving you the orders to go forth and steal battle while you're still placing those rocks, placing those bricks, placing those straws, placing those things, clay, and all of those different muds and all of that stuff to be able to purify and edify the home, the temple that God has given you and the and the house that God has given you. He is still able to give you those things. But you need to make sure all that time that you've been spending with God is not in vain. That's why a lot of people don't realize that Every time that I'm coming in and I'm doing my podcast, it's not just about having to come in and sit down and, you know, compartmentalize. You got to get it from God. I got to get it from God first. And then I got to go research it. And then I have to come in and come back and give it all, write it all down, make it plain and then give it to you. And then at the same as our time is you got to understand so many people don't like to be able to go study. They don't like to be able to give God their all. They don't like that you can be able to spend hours in the Bible. And when you come out of it, you are able to sit there and give you what thus says the Lord said, but also at the same time, make it plain enough that anyone can be able to understand it and run with it. See, there's a different thing. There's a different feeling that when you go and you read the word of God, not just read the word of God, but then you look it up in Hebrew, you go and you look it up in the Greek, and then you go back and you sit there and you say, oh, Lord, I thank you because you're giving me what it is in Hebrew. You're giving me what it is in, 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 in so many different languages and so many different realities that, you know, in Africa, they would have the clay and the straw and mix it so that they can have their huts and build and have it have it where the 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 mud cools the house and keeps it you know them from the elements. But at the same time, even if it becomes a chilly weather, it still fortifies them. And all they have to do is put a door on it. And also at the same time, learning how to be able to put cooking utensils and where they're going to sleep and all of these different things. And at the same exact time, you, you see, and I love how I see so many times when I see different people coming to the South Korea, that when they see that some of their buildings are being tattered and torn, they would go and get someone from Germany or Holland or, or someone from a European background or Russian, they would go and get them and start making, letting them build. I've seen some from Africa also here and they're building because they're used to being able to understand the, the basic necessities of what it is to measure and countermeasure and see if it's balancing out of what they have to do. And then the same is at time putting up the framework and having down to the detail of little different things that we may not even know about, but engineering thus far so much. So not complicated so much, only if you know the blueprint. And that's what God is showing us on tonight. 
When you say the blueprint, Pastor, I mean the Bible. When you say construction, I mean building. I mean from the beginning until the end, God has shown us through his word. He hasn't lingered. He hasn't held anything back from us, how we were here, how sin entered into this world, and how we should be living from then on out. Is it easy? No. But guess what? We have to be able to go and do and do what God says do. We have to be able to discern. We have to differentiate, <laughs> make the difference. We have to be able to know what an establishment that is rooted in firm materials such as wood, stone, or metal for individuals to dwell in. We have to be able to. And then to have it psychologically, we have to be able to have it where our mentality is of God so that even if the little things that come into our lives will break us, will shake us, and it will keep us going. When we have so many different things coming up, God comes through no matter what. And at the end of all of it, we still get to say and still get to see him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This is the mindset. This is the mentality. It's all a part of us building our temple, our firm foundation in God. Man, pastor, that's a lot. But I'm telling you, we got to be at it. Do you understand it's a relationship also? You remember the first girlfriend or the boyfriend that you had? You would always sit there and be on the phone constantly with that person, burning up minutes, burning up time. And it didn't even seem like it was hours that you were talking to with this person until you saw the bill. What do you mean, Pastor? Have a love affair with God that doesn't is that does not end. Wait, wait a minute, hold, hold up. No. Get in a relationship with God so much so that you be like Enoch, that when you're out of his presence or you don't feel his presence, you sit there and you say, wait a minute, Lord, where are you at today? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to be without you. I don't want to even exist anywhere without you. I know too much about you. I don't want to get into, I don't want to lose my soul over things that I could have changed, that I could have changed my mindset, my heart posture, that I could have sat there and changed how my attitude, how my anger, how my, my, my whole entire body is responding, how I could have changed how I was just because I see what's going on and I needed to change. Y'all, y'all don't, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We need to build ourselves differently in God. And it says in Luke 6, chapter 46, verse to 49, verse. And it's well, very well known. But it says, and why, for 46, verse, and why call ye, Lord, excuse me, why? Call ye me, excuse me, excuse me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. Whosoever cometh to me and hear my sayings and doeth them, 
I will show you to whom he is like. 48 verse, he is like a man that diggeth a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. Come on now. And when the flood arose, the streams beamed venomously upon that house and could not shake it, for it was found upon a rock. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. 49th verse. But he that heareth and doeth not is like the man that without a foundation, my God, build in house upon the earth against which the stream did beat venisively, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Do you understand that what God is trying to tell you is that every time that I am here teaching, preaching, uh, doing my podcast, you should have the word of God open to you also, so that God can reveal some things to you also. And he gives you illustrations. He gives you narratives that we can be able to focus in on so that we can picture that house, that the one that is listening to God, that it is a firm foundation and the foundation is laid and it is on a rock. That means it's firm foundation. Do you understand when it's a firm foundation, you see no cracks, no holes, no nothing because they're laying the concrete, they're laying the foundation and it was assured in the first place. And that's God. God laid the foundation before the earth was formed and it was good. Now, ahora, when you hear on verse 49 that he laid the foundation that the foundation was not assured and the person house because of the streams, that means the water and everything was hitting up against it continuously. You, and it failed immediately. It failed. Don't you know the house, that house was so great. It failed because it wasn't what God had the backing for. It wasn't God ordained. It wasn't of God. And so God said, you know what? I'm going to let it fall because guess what? That is not what I wanted in the first place for you. You went out there and you did what you wanted to do. Oh my God. Holy Spirit. And we don't want to follow God's blueprints. We don't want to follow his, 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 his rules and regulations. So we sit there and we, we suffer because we did not want to. And we pay the consequences, my God. But it's true. We pay the consequences because we didn't want to sit there and consult God. We didn't want to sit there and be assured with what God was saying about that house. So we built it. And whether it is spiritual or natural, you really need to understand. If it's not of God, but it's from the enemy. Don't accept it. Don't even put it around you. Don't even accept it into your home. If somebody's giving you something that isn't of God, don't accept it. Make sure that whatever you have in your home is from God and knowing what God is and the attention of it was of God. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. 
See, we have so many people giving us things, but we don't, or giving us to to eat or, or giving us and not praying over our food, not, not really sitting there and saying, well, God, did you say that I can be able to eat? Mm, mm, mm. And that can be either physical or natural. When people give you things such as words and manifestations of evilness, you need to understand God didn't expect that for you. So why won't you sit there and go and give it back to what the enemy was? And the enemy can work into anyone, your family, your friends, your spouse, co-worker, anybody. They can work overtime. But don't you know, it depends on if you sit there and you accept that or give it permission to stay in your whole entire subconsciousness. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's part of building your house. Now, Isaiah 32 and 18, it says, and my people shall dwell. Let me go back up to 17. Let me go back up to 17 and 16. Let me go back up to 16. No, 15. Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high and the wilderness be a fruitful field and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. 16 verse. Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remains in the fruitful field. 17 verse and the works of righteousness shall be peace let me say that one more time for the people in the back and the work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever and for 18 verse and my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation and in sure dwelling and in quiet resting places and 19, when I, it shall hail come down on the forest, a city shall be low in a low place. But 20, blessed are ye that sow besides all waters that send forth hither the feet of the oxen and the donkey. Do you understand that God is sitting near and honestly, excuse me, that God is honestly sitting there and saying to you, and I do not have the rights to that music. Amen. That was coming and excuse me, not by my will, but I'm going to say this is that every time that we are able to have the peace that passes all understanding, God gives us rest. God gives us rest and gives us joy unspeakable. We need to make sure that when we see the enemy and know who he is, that we become prepared. We build our natural and our spiritual bodies for war. Yes, I could have went to Ephesians. Yes, I could have went to the you know, the sword of the spirit and everything else and Galatians and all of these be added. I could have Ephesians. I could have did all of that. But God sat there and said, look, let them know that we need to start going back to the basics, which is reading our Bibles, which is prayer, fasting, meditation, and also at the same exact time, obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. 
Go back to the basics. Learn what God has for you. And always keep your word next to you. And know that he is the main reason for everything that we have. Only when God builds it, is it going to last. Men can build some things, but God, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. When God does it, it is eternal. Not just for a little bit and then you see it crumble. No, and it deteriorates because somebody's not caring for it. No, when God builds it, he builds it for eternity. Let God build you. Let God make you and mold you. Let God be able to be your strong tower that you can, all the righteous come in and you shall be saved. Let him come in. Let him be the one that you need in all of these different aspects in your life. From relationships to friends, co-workers, to just being able to understand what God is doing in these times for you. Because we're living here for such a time as this. You're here for this specific time because God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Don't think that your presence is going to be not missed. And I'm saying that for the people that have suicidal thoughts. I'm saying that for the people that are depressed. I'm saying that for the people that you think nobody loves you, but we love you. Don't think that. We don't see you because we see you and I'm praying for you to come out of it. And if you need help, I'm here and I'm here to tell you that we are praying for you, not just praying for you, but even if you want to talk, we are here. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard today, please follow and subscribe. And find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and also YouTube. But I want to honestly tell you, for the ones that are depressed and having all these mental issues, mental ailments, suicide, depression, please understand I see you. Let you know that we love you. It's not just some type of way of of saying it or just a commercial. No, not for followers, not for subscribers or what have you. No, we, I honestly, this is something that I really am passionate about because I see it every day. So I, I tell you right now, turn over your life to God and, and he will be able to come in and do the impossible that nobody else can be able to do no doctor no lawyer no nobody else can be able to heal you but him it says it in romans 10 9 and 10 that if a man confess with the lord jesus and believe in his heart that he shall be saved he will be saved because with the confession with the mouth man believe it and we're able to recognize our sin with that look it up please understand We are here to help you, not to hurt you. And I'm going to say this also too. Please understand, I'm doing this because God told me to give my voice to the ones that really do really hunger and, and go after this word. And we want to stay saved. And we, we, we seek righteousness. 
and we seek the ability to keep going in God, no matter what we go through. That is what I do this for every day is because I want God's people to be heard and be fed. And then also he keeps telling me, feed my sheep, feed all of us, feed the manna from heaven. And it's coming down like rain, like never before. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The manna of God, which is the word of God, is coming out and is coming forth and is coming and speaking truth. And people need to understand and go and repent and confess your sins so that we can heal your land, so that God can come. Understood that this is not for play. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to me every day. I thank you that even if you reach out to me, I will reach back out to you. If you have any questions or concerns, you can find me on Facebook at It Is Written. My name is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it's L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, U-L-L-O-A. Because if you start to go and make those first steps and ask God to come in, showing through, and I've asked God to come in my life. And God, if you're there, show me. And he's done that. And he's done that for so many people. He can do it for you today. Just ask him. He's no respect of person. So I want to be honestly to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to me today. And also at the same exact time, please get in contact with me. I have a lot of different things coming up for the month of February and on in 2023. And I will say this also for the ones that are going to come and um, reach out to me. I would like to be able to uh, message you or uh, my listeners and be able to send something out to you and be able to let you see some of the things that we're going to be having to come up. But the first, I will say 10 people that do contact me, leaving me Facebook messages or going to um, the Apple podcast or Podbean or wherever you're listening from, please reach out to me. Leave me an email or also I will start having my children to come back and they will start being able to get some things after um, school uh, for their podcast. But I wanted to kind of let you know that there is so many things in the making and I really want to be able to keep you connected, grounded, rooted in the word of God. That's the most important point for us because we need to get ready to go home. In so many different ways. Amen. Once again, for the listeners that have been with me from the beginning, thank you. If you're just now coming and tuning in, thank you. For the ones that took a chance on me and saying, wait a minute, let me let me listen to what God, this woman of God is saying, thank you. But most importantly, I want to say, bless you. 
and and have your family to be blessed and learn and understand this is from God. This is not about me. This is about what he's putting out because right now we are in a dry place of what truth is and what the word is saying. And I want to bring that back out to you. Amen. Kanosamida. Anyong.